Hey, what's up, guys? I just got done listening to a video by Tim Pool. That was a strange opening sentence, but that's you know that's the way things are. We listen to videos. It was a talking head video, like ninety percent of the other videos on YouTube, and I was actually talking to Eric about that um, from Five Twenty Collective. We're we're looking to step up our production. Um, I, I struggle. I hate using the word content because that's how we got here. But the content that we produce, the videos that we produce, the entertainment we produce, it can't just be talking head videos. Um, anyways, that's a different topic for a different time. That's not what I wanted to talk about. Maybe maybe I can tie it into this later. <laughs> but he brings up some really interesting points. Um, I'm always a sucker for anything that ties into dead internet theory. If you guys remember from last year, we talked a lot about how there's bots taking over the internet. A lot of bot traffic is is not... It, most of the traffic on the internet is bots. And one of the illustrations that he used was uh, Dylan Mulvaney having 12 million followers on TikTok and then doing a, a speech at Penn, Penn State and like very few people showed up. Like He wasn't able to fill the auditorium. And he has 12 million followers on TikTok. Like, I think Taylor Swift has like 90 million. So, I mean, it's not really comparable, comparable, but still, I'll tell you, like Taylor Swift concerts are like causing literal earthquakes because people are dancing and jumping in sync. There's that, there's that much activity. Uh, but Tim Pool, he's... On the top of the YouTube algorithm chart every week, every night. Um, and then they do these, like, in-house events. You know, they're, they're selling, they're tracking their sales and stuff. And they're, he was telling the story about how their business partner is like, how are you doing so well if you just got started in April? And all of this, it just shows that people are fake. People on the internet are fake. Their numbers are fake. The streams are fake. A lot of the musicians and, and actors and celebrities online have fake accounts following them. They're not as popular as, as you think they are. And, hang on, i got to roll down the window. It got really stuffy in here. I had the heat up too high. Okay. It's just fake. And so, it's, it's difficult because a lot of this is catching up with the real world. I think it's like... I think it's like inflation. It has to be something like inflation, but instead of dealing with currency, you're dealing with influence. And when you realize, like, you know, this person has 20,000 followers, but they can't fill a bar for a live show, okay, now we have a problem. What's actually going on here? You know, that's the type of thing that's, that's happening. So, that all ties into dead internet theory, and that's all very, very interesting to me. But here's another thing that he said that I found interesting. Um, so he talks about um, the algorithm on YouTube. And he points out Mr. Beast and he says, how is Mr. Beast so popular? You know, why is Mr. Beast doing so well on YouTube? Uh, because YouTube wants him to. That's it. That's the only reason. And... It's interesting. Cause that's funny because there's some stuff on my on my watch later list where they're looking at, you know, how is this celebrity so popular? What is this person doing, 
and you know they grew in their popularity in six months and blah 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 and what what were they doing to get there and so there's all these podcasts on YouTube talking head videos on YouTube that are like here's what you need to do if you want your channel to grow and it's all this rigmarole and sometimes you hear it and you're like this is stupid you guys are like focusing way too hard on thumbnails stuff like that and and real the real answer is because YouTube wants it to be the algorithm chooses a person uh, they they'll whitelist certain information they'll whitelist certain content and that's it there's no secret that's just that's the secret YouTube wants it to be popular therefore it is and in and the inverse is true as well YouTube doesn't want something to be popular therefore it is not I actually watched one of those influencer channels and he was like if you think that the algorithm is influencing you negatively then you're just gonna lose your mojo and you're gonna stop trying and really it's just you and it's like I, nobody needs that gaslighting you still have to be honest about stuff um, because you you take a Tim Pool channel they are being suppressed you know they'll they'll have people that want to watch their live show go to the YouTube page and they can't find the live show and they actually have to go through some loops to get the URL so they can watch the live show so that like there is actual suppression going on <laughs> but what they do is real they have me- real memberships they have real community they have live shows and people actually show up they're not buying bots they're not paying for network bots uh, we saw that story with HBO maybe you didn't there was a story with HBO um, they had this show come out and critics were talking about it I think it was Joss Whedon and some other guy was talking about how bad the show was. And this lady and a bunch of other women just started like dogging on and dunking on him so hard. And it turned out that it was actually an executive with sock puppet accounts. A sock puppet account is when you have multiple accounts that agree with you and you're running all of those accounts. So this HBO executive was running sock puppet accounts in defense of the TV show. It's all dead internet theory. It's all fake robot, you know, manipulation. And so you have these things that just blow up, and you're like, why is everybody talking about Thelma? You know, why is everybody talking about this thing? Why is everybody pretending to like this thing? The SJW comic book scene has been running like this for years. As you have executives and people online and bots pretending to like this stuff, it's like Gamergate all over again, <coughs> but comics, it's not real. But going back to the YouTube thing, something is popular because YouTube wills it. Um, certain topics are whitelisted. There's two things that come to mind. One, uh, there's a guy named Pat Flynn, and there's a guy named Nate something. Nate, Nate something is a vid IQ guy. There's a, a channel called Vid IQ. Uh, Pat Flynn is like how to how to be popular with your podcast. You know, business sales type con. You know, those types of podcasts. And what these people do is they gas each other up with like marketing speak and platitudes and stuff. And they get popular because they come with this promise of if you listen to their podcast, you will learn the secrets of success. That's the, that's the whole thing. And so there's this whole genre of YouTube videos and podcasts that are, if you listen to this podcast, if you watch this YouTube channel, you will be successful by osmosis because of what we say. 
It's not that if you listen to this, you will enjoy it. It's if you listen to this, you will be successful. So there's a, there's a, a transaction implied there. And then, then they say, look at my numbers. My, popu- my, my web channel is doing so well. My podcast is doing so well. Of course my advice is good. And really, the, the only reason that they're popular is because people are looking to start a YouTube channel or a podcast and they're saying, how do I start a podcast? And then, you know, there's that podcast channel. I'm going to give you the secrets to starting a podcast. And I wish I knew this before I started my podcast. And to a degree, there's some of that information is good. But it's all super basic. It's all dumb. And it all ignores things like randomness, luck, algorithms, networking. It ignores all that stuff. Like, I've never heard a podcast channel talk about networking and, and backdoor deals, backroom deals. You know, when they say it's who you know in show business, you meet a person who tells you to talk to another person at the radio station. Like, I talked to Clay Cooper and he told and he gave me this guy's name at the radio station to go talk to. That's networking. Um, if I wasn't in a position physically to be able to speak with Clay Cooper, then he wouldn't have given me this person's name. Now, when I go to the radio station and I say, hey, Clay Cooper uh, told me to talk to you about this thing. There's an open, you know, we have a mutual person. We both kind of know a little bit and uh, he's willing to hear what I have to say. Where if I were to just go up there, he's probably like, Who, what is this guy? Get out of here. I'm busy. So, I mean, stuff like that is how you get opportunities and leverage and, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's not the dumb stuff they tell you on YouTube. Some of it works. The, the technical stuff, the mechanical stuff, yes, those things work. Like, here's how to get better sound. But then they get you, in, you know, down this road of always buying new gear and crap. And that's, you know, these channels, they're popular because they're sponsored by gear. And then the gears like talk about my microphone. They're like, you should buy this microphone and you'll sound great. And it's true, but like that's not the point. And so all of this culminates to something that I was talking about a little bit yesterday. And it has to do with photography. So I posted this question on a bunch of uh, Facebook groups for photography. And the question was, what do I do with all of my old digital photos it was something like that what do I do with my thousands of digital photos now I guess it could have been worded differently or it could have I could have worded the question better because people assume that I wanted to know like where where do I store all of my stuff because it's filling up my hard drive or something like that was the kind of advice that they were giving me and and that's what they were saying oh yeah I used to fill up my hard drive and get an external and blah blah. that's not what I'm asking I have been doing event photography for six years. I have tons of wonderful photos. Stock photography doesn't really work. It's, it's so flooded. You'd have to focus every shot. It's not like um, something I can just retcon, you know. But I have lots of shots of nature and street photography and portraits and pets and all this stuff that I've been collecting over years. Still life. What do I do with it? Other than, other than have it sit on a hard drive on my computer somewhere. And I, I wanted to know because I looked it up on YouTube and I couldn't find an answer. I'll tell you what came up. But I figured I'll go to some photography groups and phrase that, you know, ask that question. Uh, and then I had to go back and say update 
This isn't a question about storage. This is about purpose. And I haven't gotten an answer yet. I got one person that gave me a contextual answer about what they do with their prints. And that's much closer to the answer I was looking for. But this is a real problem because as a creative, I was having this issue with the music as well. What do you do with the music? You just throw it on Spotify? and This is why rappers release so many songs because they're not getting any satisfaction out of the 12 album, you know, the 12 song album that they just released. And so they're like, well, I guess I better do another single. Same thing with the photographers. Not everything you do is for money. And so like, if you're not photographing for a client so that they can do something with the photos, then what do you do with it? And I was just looking for some creative ideas, honestly. There is nothing on YouTube that addresses this issue. The stuff that comes up is how to take sharper images, how to become a better photographer, where to get more gear. And that goes back to what Tim is saying about the whitelisting. Certain topics, there are people telling you how to be a better thing that you already are or how to get get better at some process or service and they're not giving you any any like exit you know what I mean like and this this came to mind because I was I've been watching this YouTube channel about photography and the guy talks about how most like upwards of 90% of the channels on YouTube are influencers peddling gear that's just what they are it's not a pejorative it's not an insult that's just what they are that's what they've become and a lot of them have talked about it they want it to be creative but then the algorithm favors them to pedal gear and so that's that's what they've become a, a channel that pushes gear and and that's one of the things that a lot of modern photographers will warn you about gear acquisition syndrome gas having buying too much stuff thinking I'm in a rut so I will buy more gear. And that's not a good that's not a good thing to be doing. That's not a good place to be. So I bring all this up because I really wanted to find out some creative ideas and how to get, you know, spark respark my passion in photography and just think of some more creative things that I can do for myself to keep myself motivated and in a good mood with photography. And I was just upset by the fact that YouTube can just be so grifty sometimes. Like, that's... They're just trying to sell you a thing, man. And it, and it seems like the, the entire internet is like that. It used to be, let's do something creative. Let's make a joke. Let's have some fun. Now it's all a product. Now it's all a business. Now it's all content. And that's largely social media's fault and marketing's marketers' fault. It's all marketing. And I hate it. But, um... It all stems, yeah, all this started from the dead internet theory of bots tricking people into thinking you're more popular. That traces back to marketers, forms of black hat marketing, people just wanting you to think they're popular so you'll trust their opinion so that you'll hire them or buy their product, you know, pay for their service or their product. That's what it all keeps boiling down to. Um, It's really disappointing, but I'm glad and I would rather know about it then keep falling for it but really if you, if anybody has any creative ideas on what to do with the thousands of photos on my disk drive I would love to start doing something with that um, I mean I could make some prints I'm going to have to save up and put, put aside a budget for that 
I, w- I would love to sell some prints, but I got to print the prints and I got to package them and everything first. So there's a there's some seed investment there, and I'm not I'm not going to take on that project right now. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Uh, this a lot of this stems from the podcast I just put out where I was talking about being in a creative rut, and I'm really looking at the the root of why. And this is one of the big issues. It's one of the big issues of sometimes you're just doing stuff and you're just doing it. You're just spinning your wheels and you're like, why am I doing this? Um, and I and I don't want any of my passions to become that. Anyways, uh, that's all I got for you guys today. This is the Zero for Hire podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe on Substack and I will be giving you guys updates, not just for you know ponderous thoughts like this, but when we are ready to release some of the images from the comic book that I'm working on. We'll, we'll be doing that here. New songs and music. Uh, I think I have a day off tomorrow, so maybe I'll upload a new song for you guys this week. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I got mechanical background stuff that I'm working on so that I can, uh, give you guys full albums. That's what I really want to do. I don't want to do one song at a time. I am going to go through all of the songs on my new album, but then I'm going to give you guys a way to download the album. And uh, that takes a little bit of time. So just bear with me. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. Please share the show with somebody if you got something out of it, if you enjoyed it, if you have answers. Um, oh, also, another way to leave comments on the show, and this is new, is when I post the show, it gets posted on YouTube. So you can definitely leave a comment on the YouTube version of the show when you find it. That's, that's a great way to leave comments and, and have some interaction as well. So anyways, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.